0: Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I am your host, Tim Genovese, director at Oz Marketing and a sales novice and a newly minted podcast savior Ooh, as well. I'm getting that on my business cards. With me, as always, Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. Does your business card have a Batman on it yet? It should. It damn it well should. should. I am the night. <laughs> you are. I am the night. <laughs> the knight. podcast night. Also with me, Brad Taylor, corporate trainer with the Center of Excellence. Yo, neighbor. And with us today, special guest Nick Faulkner, Young Power Sports corporate trainer. Nick, how are you?
1: I am so glad to be here with this room full of brilliance. So I'm looking to learn at all. Zero nervousness (laughs) for me today. Okay, not
0: a bit, not a drop of sweat on that man (laughs) at all. Nick, for our audience, please do us a favor. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your experience in sales, and about your current role.
1: Okay, man, it's long because I'm getting old. One day I woke up and I was middle aged. So here I am, and (laughs) my venture into this power sports business started believe it or not back in high school so i've got 37 years in on it which blows me away to even think that and i started out family dealership and i was the guy that put the machines together then i started working on them started doing parts and then selling the machines and then in 1999 we sold out to Leighton cycle who eventually sold out to the Young Automotive Group, in 2019. So I've been a part of YAG for a little over four years now. And I can honestly tell you, life-changing. You know, it went better when I moved to Leighton Cycle, but to go to being part of YAG has been life-changing for me and my family. So I am super grateful to be here and be a part of it. So so
2: not just a sell-out, but a sell-up. I've been sold it's twice sold.
1: now, so you know if you don't think you can be sold, I'm living proof you can be sold. Uh, I love it, and it's I didn't sell out; I bought there it. There you go. Yeah.
0: Even better, uh, uh, even better. Brilliant. Uh, I am yep. bought it. Now, what's what I am really excited about is it sounds like you've touched pretty much every part of the business in power sports.
1: I have done every part of it for sure, so I do have compassion for guys so when I go into a store that. Might not think I understand. I actually understand. I get it. Okay, I know what that guy that's washing the machine, or the guy that's staying late to get a machine ready for a customer that you're going to ruin his weekend if you don't have it ready. So I I get it. I really do understand that. That's awesome. And we're excited to have you. We're excited for the perspective that
0: you're going to bring. I'm going to shoe it on over to
3: Oliver. Oh, I was going to help with the segue, but damn, that was was actually that good? Was that, that was, I'm going to shoe it on over. That was. What purple. did you have? Well, well I, I can't. I'm just gonna. I was right, just right. gonna yell. Segway, I guess. Like, oh no, he
0: does have a segue. Well, you know, it gets to a point where you start doing these segways without thinking. Oh,
3: right. Man. You just shoe them. That was incredible. You just shoe them. Now, before before I jump into our topic today, uh, <clears throat> Nick, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast, and the reason why is because your love of power sports and kind of your life in it is what has made you the salesman you are. Absolutely,
1: right. it, to me, it's therapeutic. You know, mm-hmm. you can have a bad day, but you get behind the wheel of whether it's a motorcycle, snowmobile, ATV, whatever it is, and it, all that just goes away for me. Yeah.
3: And that passion is what drives it, what drives you, right? Absolutely. Um, and I still get
1: excited when new product comes out. I'm the first person there going, "Oh, that is cool! I am so stoked to see the new stuff."
3: And it's really fun to talk to power sports guys. That's their passion. That's what they love to do. And even, and even in the automotive world, it's you know. Brad, you experience a lot of people that have passion around those products, yeah, right? Yeah. And you can see the enthusiasm kind of just get in there, right? But then you also have the tough times in there. Oh, there's right? no question. There's tough times. And what do I mean by that when I ask you about your tough times?
1: Well, you, historically, you have times that are a little more challenging, say winter, economic woes, because we're selling something that people want. They really don't need it. There's really not anything in the store specific that they have to have. And so
3: there's definitely some challenges, and it can weigh on your on your thoughts. Yeah. And when you walk through those challenges, it doesn't mean you have a, a disappearance of your passion. But you have to experience those challenges to really have a full concept of the, of what it takes to move machines. Oh, absolutely. Right? because there's so many people I think they're like, "Ah, oh, I'm so excited to be here." And then they run through a challenge and, that, and they give up really quick. And it's like, no, 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 no. Part of your passion is pushing through those challenges, pushing through those periods of times where you think, you know what I, I don't know if I could do this. That's the worst time to give up.
1: Oh, absolutely. you don't want to sit and look at it. The time we're in right now, you know, we might be facing a little bit more of a challenge, especially with the last two years. I remember when COVID hit thinking, oh, my goodness, this is going to be this is going to be brutal and ugly. And it turned out to be the greatest thing ever. Now, I think we're facing those challenges that we faced pre-COVID. And so we have to change what we're doing and, and the way we're treating our customers.
3: And taking care of them. Yep. Now, have you had to adopt to a lot of different new practices as the world have changed in power sports? Because the game has changed in power sports, right? Oh, no
1: question. You know, it went f- from a ma and pa industry. You know, back when I started, Polaris built one four wheeler, and yeah. the most expensive thing they sold was fifty two hundred bucks, and it was a snowmobile. Well, now we're selling $50,000 razors. And so it's yeah, big the, business. The Expedition. What yes. was that? Is that- the ex- Expedition, that one's 45 grand. So 45, it's not quite 50.
3: dollars side by side.
1: Yeah. And it blows my mind, but it's
3: an awesome machine. And people are getting in line to get it. So there's a huge difference, though, from when we started to where we are now. Yes, And that has to have, ev- the industry has to evolve with that. And that brings up my segue of... How do we learn? Oftentimes, we don't think about how do we learn? How do we get better? How do we improve? How do we grow? And that brings us to the topic, which I love this segue, ri, So we're shooing over to this topic now. Did it without even thinking. <laughs> so it's a Japanese uh, technique. work technique, mm-hmm. right, that is used to, uh, the t- uh, of development and training and learning. And I read this when I was... When I was studying for my MBA, I read it through The Toyota Way, which is a really good book. If you haven't read it, I would highly suggest it. But shuhari is how we learn and how we grow. And oftentimes we don't think about it. We just are like, "Let I read a book and I grow. And it's like, no, it's actually more, there's more to it than that. And so this is a three-step pro- process. And the first is shu. Now, to shu is when you don't know how to do something yet, And you do it without question.
2: So what you mean is someone tells you how to do it. Mm -hmm. You believe that's the way to do it. So that's how you
3: do it. Yep. And that's how you do it. But how often do we not do something like somebody said? And we think that we're smarter than the person that told us.
2: Every time until someone (laughs) tells us differently.
3: Our way is always the best way. Especially when we're like super passionate about it. We're like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I appreciate you telling me that that's not how the world works. The world works like yeah. this. Yeah. And you yeah. kind of dig in your hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I was wrong once last year, you know. <laughs> Nancy,
2: will you fact check that, Nancy?
3: Yeah. <laughs> and so oftentimes the people that hold up our learning the fastest is ourselves. Wouldn't you guys agree? And I know I'm guilty of this. The thing I do is I think I know everything, right? And I'm always right. Yeah. And so instead of slowing down and allowing myself to learn, I put up my ego and I say, I want to stop learning because then that means I have to change, right? So, shoo is the ability to say, okay, regardless of what that person's going to do, I'm just going to learn it. I'm going to learn whatever thing that they're giving me. So, a big example, I remember learning the phone script. When I was given the phone script at the first, I questioned the hell out of that thing. Sure. Right. And Brad, was that your experience? I, and yeah, I don't know. exact
2: same. Because there were sentences formulated in a way that I'm like, that does not make sense. That's yeah. not going to get me to where I want to be.
3: And so you sit there and question it. Yeah. And then you're like, I guess I got to learn it, but whatever. To, you have to blindly follow. Yep. And so it wasn't until I just said, it doesn't matter because what I'm currently saying on the phone doesn't isn't work. working. I was just saying stuff on the phone and it wasn't getting people through the door. And once I actually fell into it and just said, I'm going to learn it no matter what, and I didn't understand it fully, I just did it, Mm -hmm. then I started seeing success
2: in the script. So Shuhari is from mixed martial arts or from martial arts, right? Yep, yep. So basically it would be, hey, I understand that every time I get in a fight, I'm getting my butt kicked. So I go to a martial arts master and he says, you need to fight like this. And so... Blindly following as I try to fight like that shoe. That shoe. Just saying, okay, I don't understand
0: it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. It's sounding an awful lot like Mr. Miyagi stuff, right? Oh, w- yeah. Wax on, wax off, paint fence, paint house. And, and it's exactly that. Paint fence. It, and for those of you who are too young for you Danny have not LaRusso, seen the original. You've seen need the, to go see the Smith original version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, no, he's Mr. Miyagi. Danny LaRusso wants to learn karate from Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi has him just doing all of these random tasks, wax my cars and paint my house and paint my fence. And Danny's getting so frustrated, so frustrated because he doesn't know why the hell are you making me do all this stupid stuff? It has nothing to do with karate. But then it ends up, it turns out that those are fundamental, those are the foundation of
3: moves that he's going to be using for defense. Yep, exactly. So... Once you sit and you learn blindly, just and blindly, I don't know if that's the specific or right word, but once you just sit down and say, Okay, I'm gonna commit to it. I'm gonna commit and I'm gonna go all in and you learn it, right? Then you've achieved shoot. Well, and I've got an example of that. You yeah. know, when we were bought out by youngs,
1: we started to do these greetings, people coming in our store. Okay, and I got so tired of hearing something I've had <laughs> Voiced that frustration with Oliver, and he looked at me and he goes, Dude, it's your store. Just tweak it a little bit. Just tweak it a little bit. I was blindly following, Noah, thinking, This is what I've got to do. And he's like, Dude, it's your deal. Change it up just a skosh, but get the point across. Yep.
3: So, so you've got to, and you've got to blindly look at it, and just, or you've got to just walk into it, commit to it, and be, and do it. It's your, you're laying a foundation. Yep. Right? You're laying a foundation. And if the
0: foundation isn't
3: strong, nothing, it can't support anything. Yep. So then the next step is ha. And ha is where you understand why you're doing what you're doing. So you don't actually change what you're doing. You understand why you do the things you do. That makes me think of the eighties band. (laughs) Uh,
2: Take on me. I don't know that one. You apparently I'm not an eighties music band. The why. And so you're like Huh. that's the ha that's oh, the ha yeah
3: I like it Brad.
2: terrible joke
3: dialed <laughs> yeah yeah huh. so when you get to the ha what you're doing is you're saying okay i'm I'm continuing to do what I do but why does it actually why is it effective and a good example would be the and I do the training a lot is why we do the phone script right oftentimes we go on hold we ask our people to go on hold and why do we do that? If I ask that to most of our salespeople, why do they think we do that? We go on hold.
2: They would say that the reason why they put the customer on hold is so that they can go and check and see if that vehicle is actually available. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So they're like, we go on hold so I can check if it's available or I could take a breath and I could gather my thoughts. And I think it's about them. And I go, okay, no, 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 The reason why you're going on hold is to get a phone number. They're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah. You need to go on hold in order to ask them for the permission to call them back if necessary. And in order to do that, you gotta go on hold. So go on hold and ask for their phone number just in case you get disconnected. And now that you have their phone number, do you have the right to call them back? Absolutely. You do. The customer just gave you the right by giving them the phone number, but does anything change in what they do? No, because they still go on hold, they still use the same sequences, but instead of sitting there being like, I don't need to go on hold, I'm just talking with these customers, they go, oh, now I understand why I go on hold. And so I I get the deeper meaning of the things I'm doing, not just doing them out of rote memory. But you first have to have that foundation before you build on that Ha. Then- And this is the moment
0: when Mr. Miyagi throws a punch and Danny Lawrence, or Danny LaRusso, not <laughs> Danny Lawrence, it's Johnny Lawrence is the bad guy, Danny- I know too much about the Karate I'm so excited. <laughs> when Mr. Miyagi throws a punch and Danny LaRusso, he, by instinct, waxes on and knocks that punch right out of his face. And then he understands. He's like, oh, I get it. I get. I Ha. Ah. Ah. Uh-huh. Here's my ha. I understand why I blindly just followed those instructions and built that foundation. Yep.
3: And so he understands, oh, that's what I do. I wax on and wax off. Guys,
1: I love this episode.
3: Oh, man. Tim, we got to get you out dissecting of it.
1: We got to get you out on some machines, Tim.
3: You were watching too much TV
2: 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah.
3: All right. So then the last piece is re, right? Now again, let's make sure that we understand. You have to build on shu, ha, and then get to re. And re is okay. Now I have that foundation. I understand why I do it, and now I get a tweak with it. It doesn't mean i have to abandon what i've learned but now i get to say okay i understand why i do it now i'm going to start moving and adjusting to make it mine so you learn from yourself yeah so because you are a different person than anybody else and so as you've learned and ad- adopted the ways that it makes f- that things function in sales now you understand why it functions now you get to take it and adopt it into what you tend to do now a lot of times, and I just met with an organization a a week or two ago and they have it completely backwards. And what I mean by that is they've been trying to train a sales staff using REIT. And what I mean by that is they they go out and they're like, sell because you love the customer. Mm -hmm. But they don't have any foundation to build off of. Yeah, They don't have a foundation of wax on, wax off. They don't have any whys of why they do the things they do. They just go straight up Because you love a customer, go out and you love the product, go out and do stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, yeah, we all wish we could be in re, right? But we can't get there unless we have shu and ha to to really build and make a profession out of it.
2: So if I'm trying to put it all together, basically shu, I'm learning, if I'm a brand new salesperson, during that first zero to six months, maybe in that first year, I just need to learn from those that are doing it and doing it well. Yep. Then when I move into ha, I start to understand the why. Oh my gosh, that's why I do that. That's why I put the customer on hold is so I can get their phone number. And then when it's re, now I'm learning from my own mistakes and I'm tailoring my presentation based
3: off of my strengths. Is that correct? Absolutely. And that aha moment, the ha, right? It's so much more powerful when you've done it than just intellectually thinking about it. Don't you guys agree? When you've done a bunch and then all of a sudden you go, oh, that's why I do that. It clicks with you and deepens your understanding of it rather than having to intellectually get there and then having to physically move into that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, And if we're following our karate kid metaphor down the logical path. Which we have to. In re, we're now at the All-Valley Championship, 1984. Johnny Lawrence has just swept the leg. (laughs) Danny Larusso's hurting. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't. He gets up on that one leg and crane kicks the hell out of his nose. Hell out, right? And that's our re. We're doing some experimentation. We're improving on the process. Damn, this
2: is ends of the crane kick. This is it. Holy shit!
3: This (laughs) is probably the one of the best, dude. And that buildup was so good. So good.
2: If you haven't seen it, you need to watch the original Karate Kid. I just
0: spoiled the whole thing, but. Still, go watch it. It's a great
1: movie. It sounds like I got some catching up to do on Karate Kid because I've never seen any of them. <laughs> oh, so, probably the only guy in
0: you the
2: world. You only
3: need to see one. Okay. Just the first one. The,
2: the last movie Nick saw was The Last Picture Show. But
3: uh, <laughs> the Last Picture show. But really, if I'm a new salesperson, I'm trying to build off of a structure that allows me to to grow my career. And that the best way to do it is to really slow down Understand what you're do, or do it, understand what you're doing, and then make it your own.
1: Well, and I think that's why my transition to YAG has worked out so well. You know, I had the attitude of, okay, these guys aren't where they are because they're dumb. They know what's going on. And so to follow that stuff and then be able to move it and tweak it, like we talked yep. about in the re and make it my own. And it's just what I've been doing my whole life to tweak what you guys have really okay. set a great basis of. So and,
3: now, and is it hard? It's absolutely, yeah. It's such a hard
1: process. Yeah, because I get lost in, okay, what step am I in? Where am I I at? Well, Instead of just rolling with it.
3: Yep, and the process isn't easy because a lot of times we still have those, but I'm smarter or I know better. Instead of just saying, let me get down to that structure. Let me figure it out. Yeah, I I think letting go of ego is
0: probably the hardest part, the hardest step. Yep. Well, that's fantastic. Do we have an action item? Yeah,
3: so the action item is what's one thing you're fighting? just one thing that you're fighting write it down and see where you're at on the shuhari most of the times you you just haven't done the shoe or you don't know the hop you can go ask an expert on where you're at right and 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 that will help you get through that shuhari faster so write that one thing down and where you're at on the shuhari cycle and I'm writing crane
0: down. kick it johnny lawrence <laughs> is the one thing i'm fighting All right. Well, as per usual, I have been taking copious notes. Today, we're talking about shuhari, and this is all about just asking the question, how do we learn? Shuhari is a Japanese training and development technique. It's highlighted in the book, The Toyota Way. If you want to learn more about it, go read that book. But this really is how we learn. Shuhari is how we learn. So it's set up like this. Shu is, it's the first step. It's when you don't know how to do something. So you just do it exactly as instructed. It's about letting go of ego and saying, hey, I might not know what the best way to do this is, and there might be a better way, but I'm going to do it exactly as instructed until I understand that foundation. Often those who hold up their own learning are themselves, and we hold it up because we think we already know better and we just skip that shoe step. But if we let go of that ego, we're going to really build that foundation. You can't skip this step. You need to commit to not questioning the instructions until that foundation has been built. Next step is ha, and this is when you understand what you're doing, you understand why you're doing what you're doing, and you start to see why it's effective. This is when you, first of all, in the shoe step, you're learning from those who are doing what they're doing and they're doing it well. This is the LL Cool J step, right? He's doing it doing it well. (laughs) Uh, Then we start to understand. We start to see why we're doing what we're doing. We start to see why that's effective. And once we master that, we're skipping into the re-step. And this is the part where you can start to improvise and you can start to experiment. You understand why you have the foundation you have. You understand why it works. And now you can start making it your own and making little tweaks and improving upon it. And that is Shu Re. So thanks, gentlemen. This has been fantastic. This has been my favorite episode so far because we've gotten to talk an awful lot about one of my favorite movies. If you haven't, left us any reviews on iTunes, please go and leave us a review. Leave us some stars. Leave us some nice words. And also, if you haven't watched The Karate Kid, go watch The Karate Kid this weekend. I rent, it to rent it at Blockbuster. Rent it at Blockbuster. Put it on your Blockbuster card. And then last, but certainly not least, if you have questions for us, if you have comments, if you have ideas for future podcasts, send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. That's all we got. Dan and Wani, y'all. Sweep the leg.